This is a Prepping 2.0 Encore presentation. Episode 66, Human Trafficking During the Collapse. When disaster strikes, will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Well, welcome everybody to episode 66 of Prepping 2.0. This is a particularly important topic, a great guest, and this is going to be a great show. Our topic is human trafficking during the collapse with former SEAL Craig Saman Sawyer of a great organization, Vets for Child Rescue. He's going to talk about the problem currently of child uh, trafficking and what it's going to look like in a collapse. But before I do that, I should say hello to my gracious co-host and partner for life. Hello, Shelby. Hello, Glenn. How are you this morning? Doing great. Um, We've been really charged up about this show, and we're going to just get right into it. And you can tell from the topic, the name of the episode, what the show's all about. So we'll dispense with an overview of the show because you get it. Shelby, um, tell everybody about the item that's next on the list of things that go quickest in a collapse. This is this is a fun one. Um, you can see this list on our website, prepping2-0.com in the lower right. We're on number 56. Number 56 is liquid laundry detergent. Yeah, you're going to need to wash your clothes. And here's the thing, folks. I'm not going to tell you any any great uh, Shelby recipe. Go on Pinterest. There's like 10,000 recipes, quote unquote, out there on how you can make your own liquid laundry soap or powdered laundry soap out of like three ingredients. Super easy. You can prep with those ingredients and, and be ready to do some major loads of laundry. And for the guys in the audience, you can also make napalm out of it. Okay, next. Uh, okay, <laughs> didn't that wasn't on the list of things to talk about, Glenn. Uh, the next is a project I'm working on, PAM Radio, P-A-M Radio, not ham radio. And uh, go to PAM, P-A-M-radio.com. This is a free phone app that I developed, even though I uh, didn't know much about radios in the past. Now I do. And I certainly don't know anything about software developing, but I wanted folks to have a way to learn the practical prepper stuff when it comes to ham radio. No discussion of the ionosphere and no equations and none of the geeky technical stuff because frankly, who cares? What we care about is being able to talk to each other in a tactical situation and being able to talk to our home base, being able to talk to our neighbors and listen to our neighbors. Listening's more important than talking in these settings and getting the information we need to go be effective and to go survive and do good things. So it's all practical, PAM radio, it's free, great flashcards, gonna teach you everything you need to know. Um, I also wanna let folks know uh, there's gonna be a tab, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be on prepping2-0.com for my KHNC show, which is a show I do in Denver on an amazing radio station, KHNC. Um, Some of you are listening to our show on KHNC now, Saturday and Sunday mornings. And uh, we're gonna start having the archives of that one hour show that I do on Fridays on the website, because it's fun and and I get to talk about more current event-y stuff, not really political, but more Uh, I don't know, current things that are going on. And then Shelby, what's in the Merch Shack? Hey kids, what's in the Merch Shack? This week in the Merch Shack, it's kind of a get it while you can week, um, as we announced last week, because of what's happening in the Washington State Legislature. Boo. Boo. It's a very similar, it is, it's a a blueprint um, off of what's been happening in Virginia. Uh, Standard capacity AR mags. We call them standard capacity AR mags. They're 30-round mags. They're standard capacity. Washington State Legislature calls it high-capacity magazines. We have those on our website. We've had them for well over a year with the very iconic I Miss America engraved on them. And uh, the legislature here, it's looking real close that those are going to get banned here in Washington State real soon. And so we need to stop selling what we have. Uh, we have put them out to our Patreon members, to our subscribers on our newsletter list, um, and there's not very many left. So if you're listening to this and you want one of those magazines, get to our website, prepping2-0.com, because I, I, there's, there's not many left as I speak right now. I can't imagine in the next few days. 
Yeah. Yeah, and think of the irony, everybody. Yes. A, a, a magazine that says, I miss America, now probably we can't sell in Washington State in a couple of weeks when this law passes. Think of the irony. Because of... Think because of, the irony. of gun control, exactly. So, and of course, there's all the other fun things, and we are always developing merchandise. Are patiently awaiting the collapse stickers, t-shirts, uh, in the I Miss America. Other items other than magazines are all available. Please feel free to pick up some of those things. And we're going 2020. Sky's the limit. We'll be having some more items coming up here soon. Yeah. So, um, Shelby, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? Craig Sawyer, who is the founder, I believe, of Vets for Child Rescue. Um, the website, let me put it out there so that we can all get it. It's it's Vets, V-E-T-S, for the digit for childrescue.org. Greg, good morning, and tell us about yourself. Craig, not Greg, hey. Craig. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. A little bit about myself. Well, I'm from Southern Texas, and I grew up um, with a kind of a, a, a all-American tough boy lifestyle as the culture there and uh, went to the Marine Corps and the Navy SEAL teams and then federal law enforcement and then it did uh, a decade of high threat dignitary protection uh, moving some of our diplomats and uh, intelligence officials around the war zones uh, to keep them off of Al Jazeera in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> and uh, then uh, I, I've done some counter poaching work in, in uh, Africa uh, fighting off the poachers that were killing off the last of the endangered rhinos over there. And I did uh, some film and television work. And actually, they filmed those kind of poaching operations in a special three-part special called Battleground Rhino Wars. And I did uh, five years of History Channel's Top Shot as their most frequent expert on camera and uh, uh, was on Arlie Ermey's gun TV show called uh, Gunny Time. So most people are familiar with with Gunny from his his role in the the movie Full Metal Jacket, the drill instructor there. Uh, so that was fantastic. So now I've i found a Vets for Child Rescue specifically to expose the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth, child trafficking, and it's already estimated at a thirty eight billion dollar a year industry in the United States just selling children. And the abuses are are unspeakable, and and even as a former Marine and and uh, combat veteran Navy SEAL, I uh, am sickened and disheartened by the level of abuse and how widespread it is. And I realized the best thing that I could do to combat this is to expose it, to take away the veil of secrecy that the traffickers currently enjoy. And I've been filming a documentary for three years now called Contraland, and we have finished that and are beginning the distribution process. So we hope to have that uh, sealed up with a deal fairly soon and be able to make announcements on when that's going to air and what, what network. So that's fantastic. We also run joint operations with federal and local law enforcement arresting child predators, and we've already arrested 22 child predators with uh, a 100% conviction rate. So that's that's kind of what I do, and I also help weapons manufacturers make better equipment, optics, and weapons for our warfighters and um, sports shooters, and I enjoy that. And so um, that, that occupies just about all my time these days. Well, you're you're certainly not sitting around eating bonbons. My goodness, that's you you do a lot, Craig. So you kind of describe the current problem of child trafficking. $38 billion a year industry and horrific things happening. And I, I will, this is pre-collapse. This is during pristine conditions. This is during a calm in our, in our history. How bad do you think it will be knowing what you know during a potential collapse? How bad will it be? Man, I, it, it's it kind of, uh, it's cringeworthy to think of how bad it might be because right now it's the it's such a dark and despicable secret that those that are involved in it are desperate to keep it quiet. Right. I've 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 been suppressed on social media platforms like like nobody's business just because I'm trying to defend the children from predators. And so if they're this desperate to keep it quiet and it's this big. It's the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth. Uh, 
uh, I, I can only imagine once there is no more rule of law and there's no more social system to expose and humiliate these people, uh, if the brakes are off, what manner of debauchery and perversion and just sickness mm-hmm. we may witness of the, some of these people that have just gotten off the the reservation, so to speak, uh, mentally and morally. It's really disappointing to see, and I, I, I don't know how bad it would be, but uh, I tell you what, if things get that bad, um, you know, the, if, if the rules, if there are no rules for the bad guys, then there are no rules for the good guys, too. You mm. know what I'm saying? So yep. I kind of have no mercy at that point. So let me step back to something you just said, because I want to I put an exclamation mark on it. You are doing God's work, in my mind, in terms of exposing evil. I think about what we are told, and Glenn and I are Christians, what we are told to, to expose evil and put light on it. And that's what we have been taught in the Bible to do. That's what Jesus did. Um, I like to say, like, turning on the light and watching the cockroaches run. I mean, that's that's what you're doing. And when you have, when I stop for a moment, I listen to what you just said, that you are being suppressed by social media because that is your message. What does that say about those who operate social media? That, exactly. folks, pay attention. Your Twitters, your, your Facebooks, your Instagrams, which is part of Facebook, all of that. If they're suppressing this kind of truth because it might expose something about them themselves, that's what I'm saying. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I know I just kind of picked one little thing you said out of there, but that just makes my, I'm, I can feel my neck getting hot. I'm so mad when I think about that. So, um well, it's an astute observation, and it's and it's a harsh reality. Yeah. I've been into a lot of these major big tech uh, social media corporations, and I've heard them give their pitch on their culture within their their companies, and I was sickened by it. They thought they were appealing to to us by saying, "Well, we're leading, you know, this type of perversion or that type of perversion," and they were proud of of how permissive they were. Um, of it and my response to any of that is I don't care what you do in your bedroom but leave the children out of it yep and, that, the, and the law says to leave the children out no of it no ability to advocate for themselves their brains are not yet developed until more like 23 to 25 years old now scientists are learning more about the human brain and its development so the outer cortex and frontal lobe are not yet fully developed until the mid-20s. Mm. And it's, it's, if, a, if someone is younger than 18, it's rape for good reason because they're not yet prepared to advocate for themselves. And uh, childbearing is a big responsibility for which they are not yet prepared. And the psychological trauma of a full-grown predatory adult raping a child I'm here to tell you because we interview the surviving victims all the time it is absolutely devastating the psychological trauma shatters their little minds and it is absolutely evil Mm. and it can't ever be normalized and and to be tolerant of that which is so clearly harmful is never okay and so I'm, I'm all about tolerance until there's an innocent victim involved and that's where we must all draw the line out of common sense and human decency leave the children alone so let me ask you this and and i'm going to step off of kind of what we were going to talk about today because this is one question i definitely want to ask you what's the difference between prostitution and human trafficking. I don't hear the word prostitution as much anymore. They seem very, very similar, but I'm sure that there's differences too. Can you, just because I'm sure people are wondering that, prostitution to me should be illegal because it's very much like human trafficking. What are your thoughts? Well, the basic difference is the difference between running your own business and being a slave. Hmm. That's, That's what we're talking about here. If a prostitute is in control of her life and she wants to sell herself and benefit from that financially. If she's in control, that's prostitution. If she's not in control, if the money that that she makes by selling herself sexually goes to someone else and she is not free to go elsewhere and to stop, then that's 
that's a type of slavery, and um, and that's that's what that's human trafficking. They refer to as this sex trafficking or human trafficking. It's a type of human trafficking. Okay. Well, here's a question for you, Craig. Um, without naming names or anything, not asking you to do that, is this a problem? It's obviously a huge problem because sort of just average members of the general population, um, you know, if, if it's a $38 billion industry, you've got, you know, millions of people engaged in this, I guess, or a million, whatever it is. Is this just regular people? And by saying regular people, I don't mean it's okay. Or do we have some very powerful and influential people who are covering up or maybe making money from this? I mean, what's the mixture of influential people and just sort of regular customers, for lack of a better term? Well, you've seen Harvey Weinstein and yeah. everything that's come out about big Hollywood. You've seen Jeffrey Epstein and everything that's come out about uh, his elite circles he entertained with child sex. And all the rumors of the intelligence community's involvement and in all of that from multiple nations. So it's, it's certainly the elite. A lot of their uh, creepy, weird rituals involved things uh, and secrets about children and all that. And we can speculate uh, about that or investigate all we want. But what I'm finding in our practical, real-world operations is that there is no demographic that's immune from being uh, being becoming a predator if uh, because look evil can infest the heart or the mind of of any anyone um doesn't matter what your job title is or what kind of collar device is on your uniform uh, if you're going to subject yourself to endless streams of, of pornography to the point where your mind gets numb to it and then you need something a little more weird uh, to trip your trigger and then a little bit more weird and a little bit more weird what we find is that people end off into children and animals and harmful you know behavior that's just creepy and strange and there was nothing initially attractive about it at all but that's that's kind of the, the devolving process that happens with any sort of addiction and porn is no different so porn kind of tends to lead people uh, down that uh rabbit hole into a really really harmful place so um it's and on the other hand there's no demographic that's immune from being targeted so i don't care who your children are or who you are what your qualification your capability if you're not with your child 24 7 within arm's reach they can be targeted and uh and look at my background uh, you know i've done all kinds of uh, uh tactical work uh, at the very most elite level and our own daughter was abducted at knife point and raped um, repeatedly throughout the night almost three years ago now so anybody can be targeted and anybody can fall into a, a, a sick and demented mindset if they subject their mind to something too much to where their mind eventually gets numb to it and they need something more and more strange to to uh uh, to satisfy them, so it's it's really everybody, guys. That's the answer. Is we've 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 arrested federal law enforcement agents. We've arrested active army recruiters. We've act, arrested church elders. We arrested illegal aliens. Uh, we've arrested a family guy who was skiing with his his wife and and small children who just came down the mountain to buy a, a girl for sex for a while. Who was he thought was 13 years old. I mean, there's just seemingly no demographic that's immune from it. So it, it, you can't judge a book by its cover by what somebody looks like. And it's what they, it's what they do that, that matters. Wow. And uh, that is what people need to understand from this is that this is not just quote, those people who are off doing these bad things and all of this. And again, folks, what Craig is describing is the current, peacetime pristine conditions if this sickness cuts across all demographics and there's no police around um what do you think is going to happen you're going to have all demographics doing this on steroids um here's a, a rather big topic and we have about four minutes before our, our segment break and then we'll of course be back with you craig um 
it sounds like there's a spiritual component to this. I, I Shelby and I believe there is. Um, what do you think about that? Because what you're describing is not a normal mind. It's <laughs> it, it goes beyond sort of chemical mental illness. There's something else driving this. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's, it's important to acknowledge and recognize that it's my father was a very sincere Christian and, and very strong spiritual leader. And I watched him live his life helping people to no end, going into the prisons and uh, traveling around the world and, and helping people and into the hospitals and praying with them and counseling them. And uh, I got to where I couldn't go anywhere in southern Texas with, with, and take him to lunch or somewhere with, without people coming up and hugging on him and, and uh, telling the stories of how he had helped their families. And so uh, I had that model to grow up under, but when I went off to uh, the Marine Corps and the SEAL team, I learned a lot of tactical stuff, and then I went into federal law enforcement. I learned a lot of legal stuff with a badge and a gun. And once I started learning about child sex trafficking and the nature of, of that uh, conflict, the federal agents that were explaining to me what they had been dealing with on these high-level cases explained to me that, yeah, there there's an aspect of this, of the sexual perversion, but some of it's not sexual at all. Much of it's just a, a, a sick, um, I'm trying to think, recall, I'm trying to recall the word for people that, uh, like a sociopathic person, it's, um, Somebody that gets off on harming someone and hurting them. What's what's psychopath? The yep. Say again. Psychopath, I believe. No, um, I'm I'm talking about physical harm. A sadist. Oh, that's it. Um, yeah. That's it. Like a, a masochistic there type you go. of um, uh, outlook. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of political corruption and leverage utilized by filming each other in brownstone operations, having sex with un- underage kids so that they can control each other and get what they want politically. And then obviously there's the, the financial aspect of just the criminal enterprise of making the, the money. Well, but they said, Craig, once you get past all that, there's something darker and more perverse and more sinister in this that'll turn your stomach that you will not ultimately be effective with a badge and gun unless you understand the spiritual aspect of Mm -hmm. this. And this is, once you get through all the layers of the onion, this is the front line conflict between good and evil. Because a lot of these people are doing this to children not because of a sexual perversion, but because of a spiritual belief that uh, they get, you know, to, to dumb it down for everybody that may not be familiar. They, they feel that they get brownie points from the dark side for doing the unthinkable to the most precious and innocent. So in their sick minds, these sadists think that by torturing children to death and raping them and, and, dis- and terrorizing them and shattering their little minds that they get special powers from Satan for doing the unthinkable to God's most precious and innocent ones, which are the little children. Wow. So it really is sick and weird and creepy. My thing is, I just want to arrest as many of them as I can. Sure. And, and alert the populace and show the American people what goes on with it and how they stalk our children through their and, and Craig, let me stop you right there. Much. Let me stop you right Go there ahead. real quick. we got to take a quick break. Keep that train of thought going. Meet us on the other side of the break. We'll be right back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate right after this. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. 
Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love new mana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. And now, part two of a Prepping 2.0 Encore presentation. Episode 66, Human Trafficking During the Collapse. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here uh, with our awesome, awesome guest today, Craig Sawyer with Vets for Child Rescue. Craig, I had to interrupt you. We were, you were just getting to, of course, the meaty point. Continuing your thought on the whole, uh, just the, kind of the dark side of child trafficking. Yeah, well, you know, there's the, the entire monetary aspect of it. There's the political aspect. There's the leverage. There's the blackmailing. Uh, there's a sexual perversion. But at the end of the day, what the investigators that have been on the biggest cases and done the deepest dive investigations on this and, and, rec- and recovered children from these, these dark scenarios have shared with me is that at the, at, the, at the core of this problem is a spiritual conflict between good and evil. Mm-hmm. There's just no other way to sugarcoat it. It'd be disingenuous not to uh, share that that because that's essentially what's going on with this it's a clash between good and evil you've got people whose uh intentions are evil and they're doing horrible things to those that are that they can identify that are the most precious and the most innocent the ones that don't deserve that abuse those are the ones they're deliberately harming the most and so that's why this is such a an upsetting crime to, to learn about and combat, but also why it's so secretive mm-hmm. and why they enjoy so much top cover from the elite, from big Hollywood, from the mainstream news media, uh, from the corrupt uh, politicians in D.C. They all want to keep this very, very, very quiet because most of them have one foot 
most of those industries have one foot in the child trafficking realm for for those reasons. And uh, it's child trafficking is my my wife kind of um, describes it as the thread that ties together the sweater of all these criminal syndicates and everybody that's involved in any sort of evil around the globe, they all dabble or full bore involved in child abuse and child trafficking. And so here I am pulling on that thread for all I'm worth. Man, I want to see that entire sweater fall apart because I just can't bear the thought of of this happening to children. The children, the, the tragedy in my mind is, is knowing that they can't understand why this is being done to them. They can't understand why somebody's torturing them or raping them or, or murdering them. It, it, how could they understand? And it's a vicious and evil act done to them. And I can't bear the thought of not doing anything. I can't bear the thought of turning away and deciding, well, that's dark and depressing and ugly and I don't want to have anything do, to do with it. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And so I have to combat it. And that's my personal thing. I feel a, a personal responsibility and pull to go and do as much as I can with the rest of my life to expose this so that we can create a non-permissive environment for that out of the United States. So it's almost like a, I picture myself as a type of modern-day Paul Revere riding through the town saying, hey, not the British are coming, but the, you know, the child traffickers are already here, folks. Guard your children. And that's my mission. That's what I'm trying to do. That's why we filmed Contraland and are bringing that to, to market to alert people and empower them on, on uh, the nature of the threat and how to combat it. And then uh, arresting the child predators outright because each one of them were learning harms an average of 70 children each through their lifetime. Bob Hamer, former FBI, is on our board of advisors and, and Bob that uh, describes knowing a lot of the people he got eight convictions on senior NAMBLA members good officials, good uh, North American Man Boy Love Association they're pedophiles yes so it's a pedophile group and they're allowed to exist uh, even though raping children is a crime uh, NAMBLA is allowed to exist and uh, they're very politically active and they stalk children and try to compromise them and rape them as much as they can. And God bless him, Bob Hamer, former Marine, family man, heterosexual, Christian, uh, went and, and followed orders from the FBI and went undercover inside of Bamba. He got eight convictions oh my. Uh, there. Oh my gosh, he, he had to go undercover the there, jeez. These sickos think is that they will never change but they will they will always tell the court appointed counselors what they need to hear in order to get out. Well, I can so, add a bit to that, and I'm going to be vague about this. So everybody, sorry that I'm being vague. Um, I was in a prosecutorial uh, setting um, as as a prosecutor, <laughs> not as a defendant. And um, <laughs> good clarification yeah, there. Glad, yeah, glad we clarified that. And uh, I had to read uh, two boxes of materials from a, uh, as part of my job, um, a famous child murderer pedophile guy. And it was disgusting. And I'm not, I'm going to say this though, and not to change the topic, but I will say this and move on. Pornography is a key problem in all of this. It's a gateway drug for people that have this problem. Anyway, back to this case, you mentioned Craig, that there were, you know, lawyers and stuff and NAMBLAs, this network. I'm going to tell you what, I can't tell you what was in these files, but I'm going to tell you this. There was a network of people, NAMBLA people across, I don't know if they were NAMBLA, but NAMBLA-like people across the country. And as this bad guy was fleeing, he was getting support. He was mm -hmm. getting places to stay. He was getting money. He was getting cell phones, burner phones. As he moved across the country, this network of human filth was taking him in and aiding and abetting him. They paid his bail, he got out on bail, and he went and he killed a kid in front of the kid's sister. So there's a network out there, and if anyone thinks there isn't, get your head out of the sand, because there is. And hopefully people listening to this never have to read the stuff that I read, or, or 
let alone what Craig's, I mean, Craig's done like a million times more having to be immersed in this yuckiness. This exists. If you think it doesn't, you're crazy. And you think it's bad now, it's going to be horrible when there is no, for example, FBI. So this is a big problem, current, present day. Sorry, I went and, off. And, no, it's, uh, thanks for sharing that. It's very important. And one of the reasons so many of these creepers and predators are allowed to harm uh, hundreds more children is because we have soft judges who uh, refuse to prosecute them for whatever reason. Either the judge is a child rapist himself or he's been bought by someone like George Soros who has an agenda to infest our country with as many soft judges as possible who will not prosecute child sex crimes as part of Soros's dark and, uh, and ugly agenda. Uh, to, to destroy the United States. So I'm sure you guys know about that. Anybody I go, uh, as, you know, he's been buying a lot in Texas, trying to flip Texas blue uh, yeah. lately, but the, certainly Texas isn't the only state. I mean, he's doing it across the nation. Absolutely. But, so we've got soft judges. That's a big problem. And we, we've got, we no longer put people in mental institutions. So we've got a bunch of sociopathic, sick and selfish people who have no empathy for others that they harm and they just want to they want to get what they want and they they don't care the damage that's done so it's what you essentially have is a monster who does not care we've all been children every single one of us every one of us listening to this show has been children and we would not have wanted to be raped let alone tortured or murdered so it's not acceptable uh, just because people have sick impulses doesn't mean that they're to carry them out. And we we are better off arresting them and putting them in a box so that they can they can rape and torture and murder no more. So shame on the soft judges. We've got to vote them out. We have to put judges in place who will serve and protect uh, us in good faith. The children. Uh, are are worth it. They're deserving of a happy, healthy childhood so they can have a fair start to life. We got one side of our society crying about, well, they want everything to be fair. Well, it's not fair to a child to have their precious little mind shattered, shattered by a vicious and sick rapist who tortures and abuses them to the point where they have no prayer, really, at getting their mind right and, and being productive and, and being empowered with a life that's beautiful and that they, they might have otherwise enjoyed. It's just evil, guys. I'm yeah. sorry it upsets me every time I talk about it, but we have to take action. That's the bottom line. It's not enough to turn away and say that's bad. We have to vote the, the weak judges out. We have to demand stronger enforcement. We have to, to demand stronger uh, support for our law enforcement who want to uh, make these arrests and, and investigations but need more funding, they need more training, and they need more support up and down their chain of command. Look, if I'm a street cop and my boss won't back me in making child sex predator arrests, I, I have no prayer of, of being effective at it. So it has to be, it has to be a, a holistic uh, solution. We've got to have a major cultural change in the United States from one that is currently predatory against the precious and innocent children back to one that is defensive and protective of the children so that they can start life on a, on, on a fair playing field with sound footing and uh, have a chance at a, at, a, at a healthy and productive life. There, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no, you're, you're on this show to be on a soapbox, and we appreciate your soapbox. What can people do now in peacetime to fight trafficking? And then once you give that answer, I'm going to ask you some pre- preparations people can make for a without rule of law situation. But let's start with the current pristine setting. What can people do now? Yeah, well, get into your kids' smart devices. Get into their phones. Get into their um, their game consoles. Xbox and so forth, get into their iPads and their, their laptops, have the the passwords, and be willing to invade their privacy to ensure that the unthinkable does not happen to them. Because, folks, I'm here to tell you, 
if your child is less than 18 years old, they do not know how sophisticated uh, and how savvy these pred- these adult predators are at veiling their identity and pretending to be another child and befriending your child and, and coercing them into into compromise. Uh, they'll ask them to see a little bit of something. They'll let's say let's say it's my own son. Um, uh, just take a theoretical example: a full-grown predator that wants to rape and sell my son and mm-hmm. torture and murder him may uh, befriend him on Xbox or something or on his cell phone and say, "Hey, I'm a new girl at school. Uh, I noticed you in the hallway." I'm scared. I'm, I'm alone. I don't know anybody here. Can we be friends? And they'll post a, you know, share a couple of uh, pictures of a, of a young, pretty girl that, that my son may be go, wow, she's pretty. I'll be nice. And strike up a texting friendship. And then maybe there's uh, pictures of her uh, uh, taking her clothes off to some degree. Hey, here's going to can show me a little bit of yours. And then maybe the suckers him into showing something. Then oh, now give me a video. And if, if, if the boy doesn't get the video, then the predator can say, hey, look, um, I'm going to show this to your parents. I'm going to spider this all over the Internet and show it to your school. I'm going to show it to everybody if you don't show me, give me the video. So then the boy may give them a video, and then they sell it online, and they exchange it for other child porn. So it, that's kind of one way that it can start. So get into your children's devices. Know who's in your child's life. Who are their friends? And what kind of house are your children visiting when they go to play or go hang out? Make sure you know. I'm a big proponent of nanny cams. Put cameras and just verify. Make sure nothing horrible's happening to your children because a lot of times it's the people that they know. It's not stranger danger. It's uncle danger or grandpa danger or neighbor danger or babysitter danger is what's happening. So we, we have to realize that we've got to look for them. Um, pound your elected officials for stronger enforcement for the children. They deserve it. We all need it. Go to vetsforchildrescue.org. Go to our website, vetsforchildrescue.org. Tune in there. There's a take action page that's very empowering. There's a uh, there's info. There's a toolbox on getting smart and being empowered about it. You can donate to, to fund our operations. You can buy our merchandise, and you can get... Um, informational pamphlets and so forth to hand out and by all means pray for our our uh, mission pray for the children um and let everybody know that you can about the problem so that as a culture we can link arms and create a more healthy protective one for the kids excellent excellent now um what are some things and we're we're talking to preppers here um what are some things people can do as part of their preps and it might be things they're already doing quite honestly like owning firearms to kill these filthy animals but anyway (laughs) um uh, what are some things that people can do prepping wise um to be able to combat this and and to save some folks when there is no rule of law well uh that's a that's a scenario that i haven't probably as far as the children go i haven't spent a lot of time contemplating as you may have because I'm kind of swamped with the, with the here and now um, but I would say one of the things that occurs to me is just have your children realize uh, brief your child or children that nobody gets to blackmail them or you uh, saying that they're, that they're going to hurt mommy or daddy if you don't do something um, <clears throat> isn't a card that they get to play so if anybody threatens you little Johnny or Sally or they tell you that they're going to harm us you come to us immediately because nobody gets to hurt us and nobody gets to threaten you. So that's one thing that the children need to be prepared to, and nobody needs to be touching you except for the doctor when mommy or daddy's around, period. And so if they understand those things, that's good. On the prep side, yeah, being armed and alert is, is always uh, beneficial. Being empowered. Look, if you love somebody, you want them empowered. That's why when I look at politicians, uh, I judge them by their policies and their efforts on whether or not it empowers the people and informs them because knowledge is power, right? Um, or disempowers the people of a politician that wants to disarm the people and prevent them from collecting rainwater or 
or having filters or anything that, that are helpful. I mean, any politician that doesn't want you to grow your own berries or, 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 or veggie gardens or something like that, it's absolutely diabolical and take your, your ability to defend yourself or, or prepare. That's the, those are the bad guys, right? The good ones, guys are the one you guys that want you to be prepared and capable and empowered. So I would just say, um, you know, um, you know, have, be prepared. One of the things that I teach in my, uh, hard target training class, which is all about situational awareness and threat recognition for normal people, or not normal, but average citizens that may not have a military or a law enforcement background, is consider what vehicle you drive on a daily basis. If, if you have an SUV or a pickup truck, for example, it gives you an arm-long list of greater options if presented with a sudden violent confrontation or threat. Let's say you're sitting at a stoplight or a stop sign, and I don't know, flashlight. And here in Arizona, we got flashlights that'll come across the road or the wash or whatever. Uh, where, where are you going to go if other people's vehicles start to flood? If you're going to be stuck there, or what about a, uh, a carjacker or any sort of uh, fire? Maybe you have fires in your area. Any sort of threat, earthquake. If you have an SUV or pickup truck, you can turn left or right and drive over typical curbs and have other options you can get out of there even if traffic is gridlocked and so having a vehicle like that choosing that uh it gives you a lot better options to just break contact and get away from that threat um you know having multiple batteries for communications um on your uh on the fly you know have a small bag of, of basic equipment that's very helpful in a crisis in your vehicle wherever you go it could be in the back seat or locked in the trunk or, or wherever you ever. But uh, even just having a small backpack for stuff full of really, really smart items is, is very helpful. A lot of people don't think about it until a threat happens, but and it is smart to, to have. So I would just say keep tabs on your children. Know where they are, man. As 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 things begin to devolve and the threat increases, and keep your family closer and and empower your children. You know, look, we, we all want to have a, um, a fairy tale childhood and not be stressed with worries of uh, everybody's going to get us. But as the threat increases, it's appropriate to do that. You know, I've been to 60 countries around the world, and in some countries, the threat is very, very high, and the little children are very savvy. I mean, they can load an AK-47 and shoot like nobody's business and tear it apart, clean it, and, and make it their own fires, and they know how to do a lot of stuff that American children don't, unless the American child's like a Boy Scout or something like that. Uh, but, and that's appropriate. So uh, as the threat devolves, I think we have to take a little bit of that fairy tale childhood away and by making our children more aware of the harsh realities and so that they are prepared. Because, again, if you love someone, you want them empowered and prepared uh, to survive and defend themselves. So I would just say, uh, you know, increasingly inform them on these things. Exactly. And one of the things we're always asked this question, Shelby and I, people say, what is the number one prep I need to have? And we say mindset. And that means understanding that something bad can happen. And that's 95% of it, because what you do in response to knowing that something bad can happen, all those things are details and they're important details. But if you can't get past the mental point of, of thinking, well, everything's hunky dory. This is America. Everything's awesome. There's always food in the supermarket then you don't have a, a, a prayer. Um, one idea that, that Shelby and I have had and something I want to get your thoughts on, Craig, um, Shelby and I, as part of our preps, have gold and silver. Um, and one of the reasons we do, and it's one of the reasons, I, I would love to say it's the main reason and sound really cool and important, but it's actually not true. So anyway, there's that. One of the reasons we have some gold and silver is to buy kids. And we think that in a without rule of law situation, let me clarify that. Yeah. Buy kids in a collapse situation yes. where money has no value. Exactly. <laughs> Not and we have, right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Gold and silver to be able to rescue, to redeem kids from this kind of stuff. And I want to put that out there as as an idea for, for listeners. I'm, I'm curious what your feedback is, Craig, because um, it's a lot easier. And let me be very candid. I don't have a military law enforcement background. In my mind, it's a lot easier to be able to buy kids and then take them in and try to heal them as much as possible by the way and all of that but it's easier to buy a kid than to knock down a crack house and get in a firefight and take the kids although i'll tell you something 
I don't talk about operational stuff with my guys and what we have in mind, but I'm going to say this. We have a rough plan sketched out about how to use bait. That would be kids and 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 going after these people because our our posture is to be purely defensive with one exception chimos and that we will go out and hunt them and kill them for a variety of reasons not just the good of it but also we're we're showing the community that they're good guys who are governing and that they should join the good guys because we're solving a problem for them it's civil affairs kind of stuff but still back to the gold and silver what are what are your thoughts on that uh, I'd say if you have that much gold and silver, that, that'd that be great. And uh, I think it'd be wise to, to have that. And if you can use that to buy children, uh, I think that'd be fine. But I would caution people that whose hearts are good that want to buy children. You're talking about like a post-apocalyptic scenario where the rule of law uh, has broken down and, and it's jungle rules, every man for himself. If somebody's selling children, uh, I wouldn't trust them to to, uh, to carry out a good faith transaction. So, if you ever seen any of the movies with a drug deal gone bad, I would expect a, a child trafficker to be selling a child. I would expect that to go bad. So, I would scan, have your six covered. I would say any any level of deception on your part, and uh, you know, uh, backup as far as uh, as uh, team personnel to have a lot more people covering you than the than the other guys are aware of would be prudent if not uh, you know absolutely mandatory and just uh, be very very cautious because you're talking about people that will do anything uh, if, they're, if they're selling and abusing children there's not well and, and, and that and that child that they won't do and that child is is a money maker for him so and you need to yeah. recognize that that he's he or she is going to walk away from that transaction wanting to continue to make money so be prepared for that so uh yeah, Glenn has, you know yeah. even if you made a successful transaction i'd expect to get ambushed on the way back out so they, exactly they recover their what they consider commerce now uh back to your first question though what can you do uh, to better safeguard in, in a situation like this with the kids. One of the things is that brings situational awareness and threat recognition is the simple self-learned and discipline of the scan, the visual scan. And I teach it in my training courses because I, I'll watch people with my children. I first started off with my daughter. We would go to the grocery store and I would, I would say, you know what, sweetie, don't step out of the truck just yet. Just look at these ladies coming across the parking lot. Where are they looking? She's like, they're all looking at their feet, Papa. They're looking at their shoes. I'm like, exactly. And I said, if a bad guy, imagine being Barney in a big purple suit. You could run up behind her with your hands over your head like a big creepy monster. And like, you're going to get her, and she would never see you coming. Situational awareness, yep. Exactly. Craig, I apologize. I apologize, Craig. This is the... Not situational awareness. We got to cut you off. We got to cut you off. This is the end of the second segment for the uh, regular show, but we're going to continue this in the after show. We'll see you all in the after show. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.